This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today again is Katie Campen from Focus. Um, she's one of the Focus missionaries at OSU this year. Welcome again, Katie. Thanks for having me, Father. Great to have you. So, Katie, in our last um, conversation, we kind of heard about your story, and um, thank you for sharing that with us. I kind of wanted to hit a couple themes, you know, maybe. So you, you referenced um, your background in New Orleans, um, as sort of culturally Catholic. And mm-hmm. we use that phrase, you know, sort of a cultural Catholic. Um, so maybe you could help us to understand what, you know, what that looks like, cultural, kind of cultural Catholicism. Absolutely. Um, well, in New Orleans, I mean, I grew up in a town called Metairie, which is like 15 minutes outside of the city. Um, and, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, whatever town you're in, you're a stone's throw away from the next Catholic church. Like there's plenty of Catholic churches, um, just proximity wise in the city, but also most of the private schooling is like Catholic, Catholic schools. So, or are Catholic schools. So, uh, it's not uncommon for us to go to all girls or all guys, Catholic schools. Um, like the majority of my friend group and all, all, all the people that I'm still friends with, um, like went to, uh, either like single gender schools. Um, and it's a kind of a pride thing too. It's a big, that's a big new Orleans question is, you know, where did you go to high school? Uh, I can tell, you can tell a lot mm-hmm. about a person by where they went to high school. Um, so with that, um, also just the very nature, new Orleans is a city for full of like revelry and like, we're always celebrating things, but in particular, um, like Mardi Gras, I mean, the basis of that is, you know, leading up to Ash Wednesday and everything. Um, but there are a lot of, um, like Catholic communities that partake in things up to that or like King's day is the day that, you know, that like King cake becomes a huge deal, um, in, in the city and things like that. Like a lot of our celebrations are surrounded by Catholic hot, like yeah, Catholic feasts and things like that, but you wouldn't necessarily know from a cultural perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I mean by cultural, Catholicism, it, I think it does lend to, um, some like lukewarm Catholicism too around the city. Like it's, it's not a weird question. Like going to LSU was the first time that I wasn't surrounded by Catholic people. You know, um, it's kind of a given most of the time that somebody in your family or like someone nearby your neighbor, like there's a lot of Catholic people nominally speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing that really struck me um, in your story was the Eucharist. You know, so you kind of began your story with this challenge from your first grade teacher mm-hmm. in preparation for First Communion to go to Mass. But then um, as you kind of talked about um, your connection with um, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and everything, this sort of somewhat drifting away from the Church, but always sort of this desire for the Eucharist. Um before I and I want to talk a little bit more about um, kind of that experience of drifting away, but first I want to kind of the importance of the Eucharist in your story. Yeah, um, it's something that is hard to articulate because I, I mean that I think that's part of the mystery. Um, but I just knew, like especially going into college, um, 
So being a student athlete, uh, we played volleyball being at an SEC school also. We played on Fridays and Sundays because Saturdays are for the boys. So we played – like it was a tough travel schedule. It was um, it was harder for me to like prioritize it as opposed to when I was in mm-hmm. high school. Um, it was, again, kind of like structured for me. Um, but there was – so there was a time where like I wasn't really going to masses regularly simply because of my volleyball schedule. Um, and – I probably could have prioritized it, but at the time, volleyball was, like, it. And like I could tell over, like, the course of some weeks uh, just that, like, something in me, like, physically, I was longing for something. Um, and I wouldn't know it until, like, I returned to Mass. Um, and I wouldn't know it until, like, honestly, months later when I started to better understand, like, um, just the sacrifice that the Eucharist is, um, and like the sacrifice that takes place, like each consecration. Um, I remember like hearing about the differences between like a Protestant, um, service or like a non-denominational service. And, um, you know, a lot of people will describe it as like a rock concert and all these things and, um, all the emotional parts of the spirituality for it. And, uh, I remember, I think I was listening to a podcast. I have no idea who said it, but they were talking about this, um, like the difference between that and mass and uh like this guy attended a protestant service and went and like it ended and he looked at his friend he, he was catholic and his friend was not and he looked at his friend and was like that was that was great but like where was the sacrifice and his friend was like what are you talking <laughs> you know and uh i i think that kind of strikes me more now is like i've because i've attended some like non-denominational and protestant services in in college and um i just it was something about like missing that sacrifice and recognizing like, again, not completely understanding the Eucharist, but knowing that like by like receiving Jesus and receiving him entirely, like body, blood, soul, and divinity, like that I'm transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did feel like spiritually and physically like a longing for him. And I did, I'm, I kind of am grateful. I guess that's kind of a grace just to like physically feel that. Um, and now, like, receiving him regularly, like, daily, um, I, I can look back and see, like, wow, like, there's there's sort of an emptiness. Uh, and even when I did go to those, like, non-denominational Protestant services, like, I would go and be like, great, like, where was the rest of, <laughs> where was the rest of it? And uh, it was just really easy for me to notice, like, there was a tangible difference um, just between, like, the reverence of the Mass and... and I mean, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. And, like, when that's gone, I, again, I, I really do think part of it was a gift, like, of this fidelity to the church. Because um, I can't always articulate it, but I did physically feel it at, at certain points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I, th- I think it, with what you say, too, it reminds me of um, worship, you know, you know. And when the church talks about worship, it talks about it, in a very specific way, and that is in the sacrifice of the Mass. Um, and I know that um, some people use worship in a broader sense, but right. that's really what we mean as right. Catholics. Um, and and when we think of worship, um, you know, it is, you know, like the word liturgy um, comes from um, the Greek, which means the, the work of the people, or, or you c- could translate it, the work on behalf of the people. You know, you could translate it one way or the other, but, mm-hmm. and so in that Catholic sense, it must mean both, you know? Yeah. 
there is a sense where um, we have to sacrifice in worship mm, right. and pour ourselves out and bring, you know, um, both the blessings of the week, but also the sufferings of the week mm. to lay before the altar. Um, however, and this is the uniqueness of Christianity, it's not so much what we bring to the Mass it is what the Lord does on behalf of us. Because yes. we would be Pelagians if, you know, or yeah. Jew, we would still be Jews if it was right. just about what we bring right. to the Mass. But it's actually the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. Um, and I, I, think, I think we lose that. So I think that's a really beautiful insight like this, where is the sacrifice? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can hear it even in the language, too, um, like, the difference between the homily and a sermon um like the sermon is kind of the that is kind of the source for um like a protestant service mm-hmm. and it's like putting yeah just like seeking fulfillment from that like you're going to be disappointed <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and uh it's in those like sacramental graces that i feel like we can find that fulfillment and we can find that transformation um yeah i i think there's so many things like a part of the mass that lend to that, like what you're talking about of um, like the sacrifice and the liturgy, like there's that, that is like the source and summit. And there is that, that change in our hearts, but also like in the body and blood, like there's, yeah, you can see it all working very visibly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think we also have to see in the mass, we are share what we're bringing, mostly what the Lord is bringing to us. Um, but also the realization of what what the Lord brings to us, how it really impacts us, and it's not just it's not just touching upon our emotions, uh, but it's also hitting our intellect, it's hitting our will, um, mm-hmm. it's hitting our memory, you know, it's hitting our imagination. All of these things that are essential to being human have to be engaged in worship. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. So, um, you know, it's um, but it's. So you you eventually you um, kind of come closer to the church through this mm-hmm. encounter where the Lord kind of speaks to you about finding home, mm-hmm. um, and um, was it then that kind of pushed you to make the mass a priority then in your life? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, home again, just being this weird place, but something about like being pushed into it, like gently, like by the Lord. Um, like, you know what home is. <laughs> like, there, there, was a, there was this inherent knowledge of, like, I do know what home is, and I do know that my Heavenly Father is, will, will never disappoint me, and, like, is, it, it was Him He wanted me to return to, you know? Um, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. Um, I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Our family had been going through crisis. Little by little, we just found ourselves drifting completely away. I was afraid to go back. I mean, I cried the first time I received the sacraments again. Cried because I was back and because I had allowed God to become a part of me again. It's united our family. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today.